Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural edition of the Aging Millennials Podcast. I am one half of your hosting team, John Johnson. The other half, Matthew Sparks. And welcome. Uh, This is the show where we discuss the issues of our day and we give our opinions, which we assume everyone wants to hear. Uh, even though they may well not. No, a very, very, very large percentage of people probably would not. I would say everyone. Okay, I like the confidence. Maybe our our (laughs) close, immediate family might be interested in our opinions. No, 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 there would be a big, uh, when we say big, I mean, there would be an initial like, oh yeah, let's, like, yeah, I want to hear that, but on a wider scale, like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I like the confidence, but I think what people can find over time is that it's interesting we've been friends for a long time but we do have a different view on the world that i think can spice things up you know also i would just like to say to everyone bear with us uh, because this is the first time that we've ever used recording equipment (laughs) or uh tried to uh really use any sort of technology other than surfing the web or maybe a guitar amp or a cell phone. So we're str- we're going to struggle a little bit inevitably. I just hope everyone can bear with us. If in the end if they can hear your voice, I guess it's a uh, success, you know. And we'll get better with time. Yeah, I can't wait till we have like a full board of sounds in front of us like whoop. Right, that would be nice to Woo-hoo. have like a fart fart sound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need a, a board. I think we have everything. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, uh, uh please Cars come. <laughs> yeah, soundboard. Uh, soundboard comes in time. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of tweaking involved. Yeah, yeah. Just got got to get everything just exactly perfect, as Bob Weir used to say. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the whole thing about the dead man. It didn't have to be perfect as long as it was like natural, right? Well, there was an understanding that this is not a sort of corporate. Uh, thing it's not a cereal box it's just some guys playing music that and we're all here to just be friends and enjoy ourselves and it's not right. no one no one is going to be blamed uh, if, if it's not good right yeah. well i mean if it's not good people are going to be mad but no it's not like a taylor swift concert where it's like if the lighting isn't exactly right somebody is going to like suffer in their industry yeah you know the dead were not like and, that and is that, I mean, is there, do you put any kind of value onto the, let's say, show experience of lights and dancing and the whole... I don't like the lights. You like I'd, instruments and people. I like a very subtle light show. I don't like where this, it looks like an alien craft is landing on Earth and it's like they're going back and forth and you're blinded and I A just big want, screen behind the you band. You know what I want? Like the 70s. Where they had one of those overhead projectors, like you used to have, like us millennials used to have in school, and they would put uh, transparency on it and all different colored <laughs> oils, and just spin it like on a turntable. It would be like, oh, gnarly man, look at that! Like, it's so retro sixties though, right? It but it's like... but it's all you need. I mean, if you're at a Grateful Dead concert and you're tripping and you're just like, oh, you, I don't want to be like, oh my god, there's a, you know right. what I mean? I just want to look at this gnarly thing and enjoy the music and relax. Like I, it's Yeah, I hear that. that. That brings up a good segue because I'm actually, um, have decided to go to the Okeechobee Music Festival. Okay, now that's a little more of a mainstream 
pop festival. It's certainly not uh, a, so a lock-in me, type jam. Let me give scene. you let me give you a lowdown on. It. I mean, um, so Ryan and Gabby reached out and were like, "Hey, ah, oh, good old Ryan, <laughs> Ryan and Gabby, and they're friends from up Tampa and St. Pete up there. There's only a group of five or six of them." And they were like, hey, man, we've got an extra spot. We can drive you there and drive you back. Righteous. When so you, you get that opportunity, I'm like, no, you got to jump, jump right on. Bring that. my tent. I'm going. See, for me, uh, I would struggle with that because you're, the job that you do uh, is that you uh, sell uh, machinery for the woodworking industry. Correct. Uh, and you're, you're, that's not a very seasonal gig. I, maybe it is. I don't know much about it it's 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 not seasonal it's it's very much sensitive to the world markets if you will world market sure yeah um but at when the okeechobee music and arts festival is happening it, that's not the, your busy time at your job no there's literally nothing that can happen that would be such an right. in, immediate emergency that i would have to deal with now personally i'm in F- south florida retail right at this time of year. and it's march yeah and I'm not. I can't get out of town to go to a music festival but, right now. But in a music festival, you know, you really got to be into it, and you have to. And to, to a certain extent, you really need to be carefree too. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. For me, I couldn't deny the situation. Anyways, I'm gonna go. But if 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 it was like by myself, I would have never gone. This is part. This partially. It's a big endeavor. Like I'll give you a good example. When I was uh, I don't know twenty something right after college i was living home with my parents yeah and uh i bought two tickets to go see uh fish's new year's eve run in miami i was like oh it's in righteous. miami this is righteous amazing uh, this is gonna be so much fun and so you like, were doing that stuff when i wasn't no but i didn't go <laughs> oh you didn't go i didn't you... go because it was like a huge thing i'm like i was by myself for some reason i bought two tickets and didn't have anyone to go with i asked a friend or two and no, but they couldn't go or didn't yeah. want to go. And I was like, I'm not g- just going to get in my car and drive to Miami and yeah. go to this fish concert. I'm going to have to get a hotel and it's going to be crazy. And that, I get that. That was, I don't know. I think that was even before Uber was a thing. Totally get that. Dude, and that's to go and do something like that by yourself is not extremely practical. There's people who do it, but it's rare. Um, but if you look at the lineup for this festival, I was not impressed with the lineup, but I, I know you I don't know, I know you a are. lot about. You Current don't, music. You don't know exactly. So here's what I saw for for the headliners each night. Saw Rufus De Soul on Thursday. They're completely meaningless to me. And an Australian pop duo. Okay. Rufus of the Sun. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, don't know. I can get behind that. Maybe I don't know what the de- their is deal it a is. A dog right? thing. Is that I don't Rufus know. I dog? I just looked up the basics here. So okay. The next night, Friday night headliner, Bass Nectar. Okay. Who is I take issue an with that. EDM god. Bass Nectar is not an EDM god. <laughs> Bass Nectar one. is a second tier EDM uh, performer. He's got a following that's Bass crazy. Bass Nectar is on at the silent disco at three o'clock in the morning at Bonnaroo. Bass Nectar is not he's a headlining. headlining act. A, he's headlining a thirty thousand person well, festival. I call baloney on that. Okay, the next night, Saturday night, Vampire Weekend. Okay, Vampire Weekend rules vampire I, weekend they're good and band. i didn't they're even a good like band. them i thought they were too 
poppy and breakfast cereal-y, except this last song they came out with, at Sunflower, I think it's called. The it's album, Father, I think it's called Beatley. Father of the Bride. I it's gave it very, a, their latest stuff is very good. I find it eclectic, interesting, something I want to see. I'm certainly I hate the it. name. Because I'm not what crazy is about more the band. Millennial about the name Vampire Week, like our local band that we have here, uh, Zombie University. Yeah, I don't like it. I feel the like what are you, can, did you read too much Twilight? The name can affect you. Now Sunday headliner Mumford and Sons. Okay, that makes kind of makes sense. They're kind of they They're have a it. gigantic pop band. But, Pop they're band. a pop band. Well, they're not a. They're a, bunch a, of, a for folky, bunch of but Irish, a pop band. Irish English guys who play string instruments. It's pop. Eh. It's on all they the top forty. They stuff. haven't had a big song in a long time. You know what I mean? They're sort of a band that's not been around. I that used much. to really not like Mumford and Sons just because uh, of the. I thought it was a guy and his kid for a long, <laughs> long time, and then when I found out it wasn't, I was like, "You rat." bastard like, so you're like mumford you've lied mumford to me sons it's not a family hootenanny it's just some dude and his friends and they're good i like mumford and sons and i've gotten over it but it, i struggled a long with time it. it was like the the way the original whalers <laughs> i went to see the for those of you who don't know about the original whalers it's not the original whalers it's not one single guy who was yeah. ever in the whalers so <laughs> don't go see the original whalers so if I looking at the lineup card and I first saw those, I was like, never would I want to go for those four headliners. Anyways, you start looking at yeah, but it's not even you, about you start that. looking at the subsets of there's a million names on that lineup card and you you're go, gonna and come across something. That's what I'm saying right. is I'm saying eventually best way to eventually it's like I could go to the Sweetwater Fest where it's like you know whatever Fish and Foo Fighters, Led Zepp, I don't know who's on it, but you know all those bands that I know and I'm sure it's gonna be good. But now I get to go to a place where all this stuff, I have no idea what it is. Right, and there's going to be some good stuff. There's going to be stuff I hate and stuff I love. You know, it's music. Have you ever been to a reggae festival? Not a full-on reggae festival. It's weird because it's no, it's no longer... An American reggae festival is not what you think of when you think of reggae. It's like surfer dude... Um, salt. No. Salt life. No. More like... It's... it's um. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be crass, but it's all white kids. You know what I mean? Like you think of reggae, you think of like dance hall Jamaica legit roots reggae. Yeah. Like now you go to a reggae festival and it and the, those guys are on the secondary stage and you got uh, you know stick figure and pepper and uh, slightly stupid and all these it's, like kind of uh, sublime uh, guys. So it almost should be called like. American reggae fest because reggae the genre, but it is reggae. But it's, I'm saying got, when we got, say, but when we got. say reggae, I mean now all sorts of other genres have infiltrated reggae. So there's like rock reggae, sort of like Sublime. Yo, uh, like you, three, you have, like you would you like have like three eleven is rock yeah, have, reggae, and they it's have a some reggae, reggae sounds. but it's not on the offbeat like. And then there's like rap reggae where there's like there's not guys. like uh, Stephen Marley type thing and i'm not saying that a reggae festival is not cool it's very cool and very fun yeah it's chill um, i bet they have one in uh fort lauderdale or west palm beach sunshine fest yeah right? something like that something like that yeah, yeah. there's the one the in reggae saint, rise up reggae that's in saint pete though that's, saint pete that's it is Vino, yeah it's on Vino, this coast Illinois park yeah and i went last year uh with my wife and 
one-year-old child <laughs> and it was a horrible idea i ended up not staying in the hotel like the two two out of the, oh. any night i think we went up and we were checked in the hotel and it was just such a complete and nightmare knowing you guys like there was a moment where the where she started to break down or whatever and Dude, you were like this forget it thing is number one it is massive a marijuana festival <laughs> pr- primarily reggae man it's just all these Wookies everywhere just with the twirling stuff and just stoned and it's just dusty and it's just beer spilling. It's like crazy scene. And your kid is like, uh, this little, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm overprotective of my kid, but it was not fun. No, 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 no. I think I appreciated your adventurous spirit at the time and I thought, wow, that is cool. But I kind of knew that. And I don't know if like maybe I went right into the deep end of like trying to take her to festivals or concerts because now I'm like, not, not happening. It. Yeah. I I would say until she's like 10, you know, then maybe. I'm kind of hoping that 10 years is a long, eight years is a long time. Yeah. To not go to a but concert. But remember, if you take her, you're, they will come. and you will net, she will never leave your eyesight. You know what I mean? It's, you're not going to leave your kid alone at a festival. No, no, but it's not about, and it's also honestly not so much about being worried about her. As like you can't have a good time because you can't focus on anything other than taking care of the kid. And then you look at your kid and you go, if the kid's not having a good time and I'm not having a good time, why are we, why are we here? here? Exactly. And it's like, yes, this is very cool. But if I went to uh, something much more kid friendly while my kid brain might think it's lamer, I'm going to have a much better time. But then you have the next layer of, <clears throat> which has taught me a lot about parenthood. I think you're a great parent. That you. that you um, are also hesitant to go alone or without your wife because you're oh I be can't. thinking about them. You'll be thinking about right. worrying. Uh, am, am, am I just? I'm not just guilty about because I mean my wife can go to the gym and leave me with our kid uh, for a minute, and it's very difficult. It requires your your attention, and it's like. You can't just go and, uh, you know, do whatever you want, play guitar or go. You gotta it's like, there. no, we're going to gotta watch cartoons, play with toys. Like it's a, it's an immersive experience <laughs> and it's incredibly rewarding. And I absolutely love every second of it, but doing it by yourself is difficult. That's why I, I, I have such respect for single mothers after this, because a, a kid is more than a full-time job. To, to try and raise a kid and take care of yourself and pay your bills and get ahead at all is a, a feat. That's why I keep saying this, but but my mom, three boys, single for it was probably a period of three or four years, just her, us three. When I was three years old, my brother Paul was six and my other brother was nine. You know, I have a lot of respect for your mom. She's a, your mom's a cool lady. So I'm saying I appreciate you appreciating single parents. A lot of people do. And this co-ed parenting stuff, it's, you know, there's all sorts of arguments to be made from, you know, women. The whole feminist thing has never been bigger in the history of humanity now. Whereas worldwide, the women are stepping up and saying, you know, men have been treating us wrong. This has been going the wrong direction. I don't know if you could call that feminine. I mean, feminism to me was bra burning. And I feel like that's been accomplished. Like that point has been made and agreed upon. Like now this is something else, this Me Too uh, thing. And and the the men finally being held accountable for 
uh, you know, an entire human history of dominating women in the right. workplace. So you don't think that's related? I mean, that's part of feminism, isn't it not? I don't think it has anything to do with feminism. So if you look at the definition of feminism, it's supposed to be the desire... The empowerment of women. And the desire for okay, so equality. It's supposed to be the... To, to, well, but the equality has been... Well, it, 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 it hasn't been achieved. It acknowledges that women have been in a lesser role or been dominated by men since the beginning of time and have a need to catch up. In a, in would, would the leaders of the Me Too movement, if there is such a thing, agree that the Me Too movement is feminist? I think not. 100%. 100%. I think not. I think they would say I think it's now not. It's about... Me Too and the feminist movement have are hand in hand. They are brother and sister. I don't think so. I think it's about justice. And, and feminism was about justice too. But feminism also went, in many cases, over the line of wanting equality. I mean, feminism had has certain oh, uh, no, aspects about it of women are better than men. Well, and there's also, just like any other movement, there's this sort of, let's say, overreach in some ways that starts to become problematic in this witch hunt nature of it. So all of a sudden, it's when, when the whole vibe of the movement becomes all men are bad. But that's not really the, the There movement. are some... It seems like sometimes it seems like it's going that way. But There's some women out there that think men's very nature is bad currently uh, currently i mean that's not the general consensus of no women. i mean it's probably more extremist sect of it but it's real there's there's I, I there's think, there's uh, militant just like every other thing there's extremist jihadists and there's extremist feminists well who can who can speak is there anyone that can speak for the me too movement and i mean there's more no there's not one is there an authority? Leader. Could you go to someone and, I mean, who, you know, who it's, started? It's not organized like that. It's not, it's, it's. It a, would have to take a general consensus. There's no, I mean, like, feminist party. Like, you know the, I mean? the women who got uh, drugged by Bill Cosby. Yeah. Would not say that the reason that they went to court is feminism. They were drugged and raped. It has nothing to do with feminism. But the conditions that allowed that to happen to them and without any with, with any repercussions okay. at the time, meaning they were so... The culture that allowed that to happen for so long without being addressed. And, and let, and let like this it. one single guy become rich, famous, and powerful in the midst of it. So microcosmically speaking, it is not feminist. Macrocosmically speaking, it is. In each individual case, the woman who was assaulted by Harvey Weinstein is not necessarily a feminist. It's it's the outburst of a million voices that were silenced. A billion voices that were silenced. But over... would they would they as a as a one voice cry feminism? No. So it's not a feminism. If you thing. now you have to think back to when the Me Too thing first started. So the Me Too thing first started at first it was yeah, feminism and it all stood up together at the time. But if you look back, what happened is, of course, like any other sect of thought, like a religion, like a Christianity broke into part into a million little things. Right. That's there are now subsects. So now feminists stand up and go, but wait, 
do you think do you believe in fair pay and some girls some women were like well you know like, whatever <laughs> and then they went no you're not a feminist well so and they go, they hey, go what about um do you believe in the patriarchy what about yeah. the right to choose is is the right for a woman to choose whether or not to be allowed by law to have an abortion is the argument that she is think, allowed to choose a feminist argument or just a human? I argument? think it. I think this is the biggest divider in the feminist community of all of women. I think that it's a, it's a big political issue among women and among men too. Among men, but more so women, because remember, women hold the. Well, a lot a lot of women would be angry that the majority of the lawmakers who are not allowing them are to have white abortions males. are are men. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying within, I think, obviously as people in general, but specifically women, I, I'd be really interested to see some polling on that to wonder if of just across the all ages, I'm sure between... I would like to know what percentage of women would consider themselves to be pro, feminist. I bet you it's 80%. Because the 80? Oh, you're way, 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 way off. It's less than ten percent. No, come on. Uh, to be a de- to be for a woman to be a declared feminist. That says a, that's saying a lot. Well, what's you. a ma- what's the man one? For feminist. For feminist. It's male. Masculist. Oh. <laughs> you know, our men. Well, a lot of men would probably say they're masculists. <laughs> I'm a mas- not eighty percent. I'm a masculist. I am a masculist. I have a man cave and know yeah. how to you operate tools. Been so oppressed. I drive. <laughs> I drive sports cars. No, um, there's the the other side of it is like the pro male. I forget what they call. It. There is a there is yeah men are a meninist like... a meninist. <laughs> oh no, and those guys, it's like dude, no, they're they're lost causes. In dude, you picked the wrong yeah, time. Wrong time. Even if you if you would have done it even maybe twenty years ago. <laughs> oh Lord, but. That's what this era is all about, I guess. This whole millennial era, it's, you know, the, in the internet era, I should say. I mean, it's really what it is. The internet era, where all of a sudden now we're we're all in the same forum, you know? Here we are. We have a, we have a forum. It's an equalizer. And now sure. all the voices get come out. And, and it turns out people are pretty pissed about stuff in large masses. And there, there's a lot of stuff that's wrong that we didn't know was wrong. Because we couldn't hear anyone telling us it was wrong. You don't know. What do you? What What do I know about problems in the black community? Mm. Who's going to tell me that? The guy on the morning news? There was never an outlet for that. Right? I mean, that's what Martin Luther King did. Effectively. But now, there's no need for people to get shot, start movements. Yeah, well, there seems to be a whole lot of outrage, but not the same like in the past. Of maybe I'm missing it, but it's it's more so based on the internet that now it's like Twitter, um, whatever you know, social media, websites, all the things like that. It's just is the leading source of protest. So a comment or a tweet, right. whereas and it's a very very convenient. Can be brushed Safe. under the rug so right. easy, you know. Oh, great! He made a comment. Big deal. He's sitting in his house, comfortable in his living room. At the TV. same time, though, it is sort of a, a powerful declaration of thought that doesn't ever go away. In in some ways, it is a powerful means of protest. If you go out on the street with a placard and say "Hell no," uh, whatever, you're just some random dude carrying a sign. 
Yeah. You know, if you're if you're on the Facebook or whatever or Twitter and you come out for something, that will never go away. If you ever become a politician or uh, whatever, if you never become anything, you took a you took a stand on something that cannot be walked. But back. you know what? The older I get, and maybe this is defeatist attitude, but I think of course we can go back examples of protesting, especially gatherings and of human beings in public can change things. They can affect right. the world. But overwhelmingly, most human outrage goes nowhere. And achieves yeah. not and achieves nothing. Especially in the scope But that's no valid reason it, to to stop doing to stop being outraged. Depending on your cause, I guess. And depending on depending on the justice you think it'll bring forth for you or whoever, a group, an oppressed group or whatever. That's why I'm happy to live in America because there are still places on this planet where you really can't say certain things. Oh yeah, I lived in China, my friend. I told you I lived I mean that is that would just with the freedoms that we're used to in this country. Can you imagine the level of outrage that you would have and the actions that you would take if you lived in a place where you could not speak your mind? So you it's the ultimate form of restriction of freedom. So it's and it's so, taking away your very so humanity. People, so people, people in China were famous for always filtering what they were uh, saying to you because they had to. You know what? We're we're facing a similar situation in America right now, just because of 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 social media. And the, and the internet. I, I was at the bank the other day. And uh, uh, the teller at the bank, uh, I was standing there talking to her. And the, the guy from, uh, you know, who brings the cash in the big armored car came in. And he was this big old tough looking bald headed guy. And I was like, whoa. I said to the teller, I was like, well, it's a tough dude. The money there. And she was like, yeah, I, uh, you know what? I'm not, not going to say it. I was going to say something. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> and I was like, I said, like, yeah, you know, these are strange times we have we don't say things now and it's and it's not the government oppressing what we say but it's the people hmm. pressing what we say which is a double-edged sword man because on some level whatever was about to come out of her mouth had probably a 50 percent chance of being offensive and not funny right but you People tell unfunny jokes all the time. That's the only way to get to the funny jokes. Like I would rather be offended and have that moment of connection and find out a little bit about who you are. If I if that if that comment uh, if I find out that she doesn't agree with me and how I think on something, I'm not gonna stop going to the bank anymore. I'm just gonna oh okay that's how she thinks about it. That's yeah. But I don't from, care. From, I'd rather be offended. But than, there's a natural. There's a natural desire for most people to to fit in, if you will, right? So now the bigger... The, One, to keep their jobs. Or to keep their jobs, right. Well, that's part of fitting in, right? right? Keep your job. You have a role. Right. But that's not good, and that's going to hurt us. You think, you think us. It, it boils inside. Yeah, and, uh, it's going to hurt us, and it's going to come out somehow. And it's probably going to come out violently. Yeah, I, but how do you give people, like, let's say, a forum to be racist? Uh, well, we've seen what happens with that. Rallies. Rallies right? and people getting run over by cars and every other thing. So I'm saying there is no safe outlet of racism. Well, should there be? 
So I'm using that as an example to say, like, if someone was about to say something racist to you oh, well, and they stopped. Yeah, but I suspect that what she stopped herself from saying wasn't a bombshellingly racist or sexist thing. It was probably an off-color remark about the hunky money delivery man, which is fine with me. I don't want you to say, I don't want her to say, Oh yeah, well at least he's not black, right? Right. You know, exactly. Yeah, that would make me uncomfortable. That would make everyone uncomfortable. But I don't think that that was the comment that she was holding oh, in. Oh, oh, oh. See, I was taking your I mean, do you think she's brewing inside like I wanted to call that guy hot to that guy? Yeah, something bank. like that. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and that's gonna brew into if you were, evil if thoughts. you were on a call with uh and you're that you're trying to sell a machine to somebody and you and you think of a funny joke that you should say and then you don't say it, then you hang up the call and you're gonna go like Damn, I should have said that joke. Like maybe that because people want you to be real with them. That's how. That's why salesmen that are good salesmen are successful. Yeah. Because they show people their souls. If we're afraid to do that, that's what happens in China. You get, you know, just just like anything, it's a balance, man. And like, people who are the filter, the filter has got to be there on some level. You get rid of the filter completely. No, no one's saying to get rid of the filter completely, but I I feel like our walls. Have really gone up. And what I'm saying this before even me and you got here, the filter was incredibly skewed to where. But there was practically no filter, and that wasn't helping anyone. That's what I'm saying. It's like and it, things weren't getting any better. You, you had know? your Archie bunkers and stuff. That that was a little bit too far in the other direction, possibly. Right, and basically amongst the different types. But of- I would like it if we could all just chill out a little bit <laughs> and just be a little more real with each other and not be so afraid of everybody being pissed off. Everybody wants that. Both sides want that, right? What percentage of people are happy with everyone just shutting up and keeping to themselves because they're afraid of making someone uh, feel upset? I think, people Sometimes you say stuff that makes people feel upset. Sorry. So there's a certain sect of people that that's all they want is because then that's when they... Right, and that's that rebellion. Because when there's no vo- when there's nobody speaking, that's when they exactly. step up and speak. That's when the extremists And they claim in. the moral high ground. They claim the... Right, they and, claim, and everyone who was just kind of minding their own business is like, wait a minute. And then it becomes a race of, my thoughts are more evolved, your thoughts are primitive. And then it just gets into this horrible tangled mess. A tangled mess. So that's kind of a microcosm... And even, I guess you call it a macrocosm of the bigger political ideal here is that there's a person claiming a, a more evolved, better thought than the other person. Then that's all it is, a battle of these ideologies. Well, and in many cases, it's uh, actual law that people are debating, like, sure. the, like the abortion thing. Sure. That actually has an effect on people. That's not just a philosophical debate. But there are many um, issues of our time that have two sides to them. And both sides usually have some validity. Yeah. And the problem with everybody being so afraid of one another is that we never get to the middle because we're afraid to talk to each other about it for yeah. fear of, of offending the other person. Well, a lot of it has to do with the... Uh, anom- it's a hard word to say. Anonymity. 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 There you go. Yeah. Knew how to say it, I thought. But uh, on the internet, right? So mm-hmm. the ability for people to say whatever they want freely and hide from it. And now everyone's afraid in person to offend or con- conflict 
So there, and you a- know what they do to get it out? They go and say the most vile, rotten, horrible things about Peter from The Bachelor. Yeah. Or whoever. Just whatever easy right. big target. They just, all of that. Spew it out. That's been saved up inside them onto some perfectly innocent person just going about their lives. And it manifests in how many different sects? The guy with the sports team who hates the other guy's sports team and people or whatever. City by city, region by region, north and south. Sometimes just a good hearty screaming, you suck, (laughs) is so good for your soul. It's like when you're driving and somebody cuts you off. I'm a big user of the finger. (laughs) I like the finger. It's like I'm so mad at this person you want to convey your displeasure. i want to convey my displeasure and if i don't i'm gonna stew about it and stew about it and say to my wife do you see that guy covering it for me and that's gonna affect my life like i just give him a great big old solid finger and then i go he saw that i was displeased right that's all i really wanted yeah well i think there's a certain truth to what you're saying i think at the same time we've learned by human nature that it can spiral out of control really fast so the chant of you suck, you suck. <laughs> or the finger can all of a sudden devolve into death and primitive fights. But you got to keep stuff like the finger because when it gets bottled up, <laughs> then we don't use a finger, we use a gun. We literally need like a purge type style thing. Like, all like right, everybody, everybody meet at Raymond James Stadium. We're not going to kill each other, but we're going to scream, yell, and, and roll, insult like, each dude, other. That's why I love a good mosh pit. Get out there and just shove people around. I've only done it once. I've only done a mosh pit oh, once. Oh, it's incredibly cathartic. It was semi-cathartic. I was at. I was actually flogging Molly concert. Oh yeah. And I was. And then right, you're you're involving lots of beer too, which is a whole. Oh thing. yeah, I remember. I was I was younger. I was early twenties. There is nothing more. If you want to talk about male vitality, <laughs> go to a flogging Molly concert. But you, you people know. are pushing. It's weird. People are pushing each other with love. Right, you're not I, trying to hurt anybody. So, and but you, you're still getting out aggression. And when you're about to fall, they catch you. Mm-hmm. Everyone helps each other up. But at the same time, it's very primal. It's a primal thing when it comes it's down. It's the most primal. The, listen to the singing. It's basically tribal grunting. And, and now, what is it? What's it? What, what's it evolved into? EDM music now with the drop. Man, it's what it is, man. So you're you're hanging out in a crowd of people who are all dancing, and all of a sudden, that boom, that it's like a bomb goes off. An EDM concert is pure hedonism. It can be. Yeah. EDM concerts are the new, I don't know, rave, Sodom and Gomorrah, or whatever. <laughs> I was at, I was at an EDM concert one time, and I just could not believe it. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. People like passed out around and just like everybody just whacked out and oh, just yeah. like the most heavy distortion right up through your body just as deep as you can get everybody's on each other's shoulders and it's just this big mass of swing people and then like fire going off and like this guy it was it was a I don't know, marshmallow i think is his name oh yeah he wears this great big marshmallow on his head and he's just up there and like in this trance like with all the it's crazy you have to be whacked out on Many, many drugs to really Oh, yeah. No, for sure. For me, that's, I think, uh, definitely going on. But the only way I relate it to the old school culture of music is it's one of the last arenas in music where literally almost anything goes. Like, you can be as weird as you want. You can dance as strangely as you want. That's the whole idea. You can 
everyone's looking at each other and it's like, oh, we're not freaked out. The this- problem that for me is as an aging millennial, <laughs> honestly, I you can't be at an EDM <laughs> festival in the middle of, I don't know, how many thousand people are at a EDM This festival. one is like 30,000. And just everybody's crazy and falling all over each other. And I'm going to have to pee. <laughs> and, uh, you know what I mean? I'm having uh, my ankle hurts and uh, you know what I mean? Like I don't, well, so do and you. I'm surrounded by, uh, you know, 19, 20 year old kids. Like I cannot, it, it, I could, but it would be a little weird. Like I, I'm a little too old for that. Well, I, you feel like that for me at a festival like this, there's, I can take the bits and pieces of the best pieces that I want. And go do something else. So I can go for that one moment where it goes. But you can never and really. I'm not going to sit there for five hours at one set and go. Like, you I can't get the whole thing. Like you cannot. For example, uh, you know, we love the Grateful Dead. Yeah. It, to really understand what the Grateful Dead is about. You cannot sit in a stadium way up. Like the, to really understand the Grateful Dead. You have to be down on the floor in the front among everyone who is really dancing and into it and to really understand what's going on and it's the same way with with when there's thirty thousand people at an edm festival do you know how many times i would have to pee (laughs) standing and holding a spot in front of the stage before the guy came on because those kids are there for hours and hours yeah there's i just cannot do that there's no way that i'd be able to experience well this this is the one of the reasons i think we we have a a philosophical difference about how to get the most out of the experience because i think there's so many things to be had going on on the outskirts of oh there are the and it's still worth experiencing don't get me wrong you it's know, a very interesting place to be i would say you zooming out from space or something looking but going, in, that's but a in wild some ways, thing in some ways it's it's unsettling to go to that and like look from the outside in and be like man that looks like a lot of fun like up there at the front those people are partying hard and they look like they're having a great time like i'm just hanging in by the lemonade stand man like i you know and it's a little hard like i would rather go somewhere i see the those people partying hard and at some, and i feel the, the feelings that you express where i'm like oh man you that just would be cool just wait in there i also downtown. see the downfall of it man i see the guy but you I because see, you wouldn't have we would have the downfall we would pay for it yeah you know what i mean remember when you were in college yeah you could just party so hard and and you just wake up the next morning and eat a cheesesteak and you're good <laughs> I don't know, that's I was anyway. Man, now, like, you did get uh, over hangover pretty quick. I have you know, two or three beers and I have a headache. <laughs> well, I guess there's a price to pay, you know, no matter what. But to me, it's just as much about it, the. It, to me, music festivals are like human experiments. I absolutely love music festivals and, and having it, on that having scale. It, but what, what I'm talking about is not. Just your standard run of the mill, even even like an orange blossom jamboree, which it actually you mean, like, that you mean like a Bonnaroo, like a, a heavy duty. Okeechobee, Halloween, these the Coachella, all these things were more. Let's say more than fifteen or twenty thousand people. It's go. just a, it's a happening. It's a human experiment. Mm-hmm. Here you go, twenty thousand people, one spot. I, what I would like to do someday is uh, go to that thing in the desert, Burning Man. Yeah. You know, I don't know though. I feel like you would go there and then you would be like, 
what the hell am I doing you need, here? You need to be on drugs, man. Psychedelics or whatever. Even you have then, to. though, you're you're out in the No, even then, you'd probably get so whacked out out there that you'd be like, whoa. I mean, there would probably be moments like when it's nighttime and it's just this bacchanalian uh, heaving mass of people and the the thing that they set on fire, the, the guy that the big wooden man is on fire, and it's like, yeah, yeah that's going to be a pinnacle moment and that's going to be gnarly. But the whole rest of it, Sounds like not a whole hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> Getting there and bringing all, get back in the tan and all that stuff, and then you're there and there's all these weird people everywhere, and you don't. I don't know, man. I like. I'm getting to like comfort as I get older. Hey, man. Fair enough. I'm not. I, I will eventually too. I can't see myself like. We'll see how this goes. This is a big one for me because if it if it totally. Okay, yeah, because if I leave it and I'm like, oh man, that was great. I'm gonna keep doing it. It's gonna be great. You always have fun at music I always festivals. Do. You're gonna be there with your friends and because because. First of all, if ask me if put me ten years ago in my early twenties going to a music festival, I bet you I, I would have had fun, but I I was so full of anxiety. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I personally oh, went but, to Wani, that little kind of one. And I'm saying, and I get so anxious about uh, where am I? Who, well, my I'm image plus, for now. Me, now I'm in a much more detached place of I just want to enjoy myself and look at things and well, have fun. This is where this is a big uh, place where we disagree. The reason that I, I mean, I went to Wani and it was okay. It was cool Not when I was a kid. Because you go and you were, maybe you're with your parents or whatever. You're just kind of have your car. Maybe you got the stuff in your car. Now, we have sort of have financial means. We have, can have, we can go to a music festival and like have like a sweet like grill and like a cool, like and do it up. Like do it in style and do it in luxury. And that's what makes it fun. Like you come back from the concert to your to your campsite, and it's just sweet. You got a rug down there, and, and all tapestries up, and everything. You're like, but when you're a kid, but you're crashing out in your car, yeah, or whatever. Exactly. And after all the people I've I've met in my life so far, after all the things that I've done, I'm not worried about some twenty year old kid walking up to me and blowing my mind, man. Like right. he might he might blow my mind, but I only. <laughs> I I only I only let them in as far as I want and then no but and you're, then Pat, but you're you're not a preparer for music festival oh I am now I've got it all prepared okay I've, I guess I'm wrong you talk but I give you credit here because <laughs> this is a funny story where I'm not gonna call a, you out but it's a funny story where where John wanted to go camping <laughs> I'm like yeah man let's go camping and he gets the campsite. And I got my tent. I got show the up. I show the beers, up. The I show up in my Acura and pull up, pull up in the car and w- get out of my car. And John's sitting there with like a lantern and boots. Okay, like, hey, where's all your stuff? So, man? Uh, hey man, did you bring anything? And I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, you did bring something. <laughs> what, did, what did I bring? You had a gallon <laughs> of water. I brought water. And man. You, when you got out of your car, you were holding it. You were like, I'm ready. Oh yeah, let's go camping. Like. <laughs> I don't think we're on the same page here. Camping yeah. is an excuse to use all the overpriced shit that you've purchased Look, unnecessarily. After after I went to Huluween, which we could talk about at a later time, that opened my eyes to the festival experience. I never had done that. And I mine was on that mine scale, was Rothbury after which is college sweet. Up went for on a road trip. Heard sweet things about that. But after that trip, I immediately zoned in on, oh, okay, this is it. It's like a camping trip mixed in 
with this massive music and art festival. Right. It's and, like, and it's a whole community thing as well. Right. And that's why I would never go by myself. Like, I need a camp of people that I trust there. I need well, at least one other person. But if but even, even one if might not, be too much, yeah. Even if not, dude, just the people watching. You had yourself really set up with dude, a dude. I spent about half of that Halloween not with anyone. That I was just walking around, and I, I yeah. Would, but even that, you're a, the the wanderer. I mean, getting yourself a throne. Oh right, yeah. setting it up, cracking a beer, lounging back in your big comfortable chair, and just yeah. like putting on some tunes and watching all the crazy parking lot shit go unfold on. yeah right because it, it gets crazy it's wacky it's wacky it's right. so wacky you see a lot of kooky kooky stuff oh yeah but the general of the major ones i've been to i've yet to have a seriously there's been moments within it that were tense or whatever but the majority have been it's just fun hasn't been unpleasant great experiences that oh were, that hasn't been great no saying. no great no i'm okay. saying they've been great experience so i left feeling like this was great you know? Well, yeah, that's what you're paying for when you buy yeah, the ticket. Yeah, which are now. But there are ways. Crazy. I mean, it can be greater, much greater. Where I was at a music take, festival. Take it as take it in a capsule, man. You take it in a capsule. What's gonna happen is gonna happen. You have fun while you can, and that's it. You're out. I was at Wani one time. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think I had an I had an SUV. I had an air mattress. I had an air mattress on top of the SUV, and it was just like just kind of. Not totally set up, just kind of making it work. And I'm sitting there, and the, on the other side of the field, there's these guys. It was three uh, adult men, it, probably in, I don't know, late 50s, <laughs> 60s. And, dude, they had, like, you, you know, the, the canopies that you get that they make for corporate events, all set up out back of their truck with tables all set up with a you know, a grill and just like cool tapestries hung up. And these guys are just hanging out while well, I saw them passing a bowl back and forth between each other. Like they were just doing their thing in style. Yeah. And I was like, if you are a 50 some year old, 60, 70 year old guy, and you're still living your life that hard and that, that good, I really, really can respect yeah, that. Heck yeah. I mean, I kind of want to be depending, but it all depends on how the culture turns. Because I'm saying, at these places, even though that there's thousands of people on various substances and various mental states, I've net, I've always felt a general. It's not completely safe. You always no, feel, but there's a you, there's it, a camaraderie, a human camaraderie. There's a camaraderie of we took other. we took the dive together. You know what I mean? And we're and and there's a beauty in that adventurous spirit. No matter who you are, how old. At you, the same time, um, people get ripped off at music festivals. Oh all God, the time. yeah, and get oh get all the time. mugged and and uh, stolen so, from. Well, you know, it's like. The 60s, but you know, and hate Ashbury. I'm it's like, confident. oh, we all love each other until, uh, you know, people get killed or murdered. But I'm confident that I that I'm I'm the type of, especially at this point in my life, I'm not trying anybody, and no one's trying me. You know what I mean? When I walk around a music festival, those guys are not going, oh, I'm gonna pick on that guy. <laughs> you know, well, you're a rather intimidating gentleman. Not even that intimidating, but not a pushover at this point in my life. You know what I mean? Right. So when you're younger, you're drifting around trying to fit in. You're trying to be. It's, you know what it's like. You're when trying you go to be to cool. carnival when so you're a kid. I'm telling you, mentally and psychedelically, my brain is like, nothing can happen here that's gonna 
change me. No, I, I, but that's not what I worry about. What I worry about is like, man, I could really use a shower. Yeah, yeah. You know you, what I mean? You're more into the comfort right, stuff. I'm into the comforts. Like, I can, I'm going to have fun. I can grunge But I know I would be having more fun if I was all clean and yeah. fresh and feeling well, good. Well, then the only way you can do it was with an RV in your own spot. Well, I'm, I'm about... The ones where you can stay at a hotel, like Lollapalooza or something. <laughs> it's in Chicago, and you get yourself a sweet hotel room. You get strung out about the... the... But no, I, I uh, an RV seems a lot cooler to me, because I do like the woods thing. Yeah. To me, that's such a big-time part it's a, of it. It's a really... Because it's like going camping. You really get a nice dose of nature. Yeah. And, you know, waking up and being in this little eco-village, mm-hmm. it feels like you just... Sprouted. And they usually have some weird like, we should yoga. Go, we, we should go to Orange Blossom Jamboree, man. I, I, th- it's it, we're two right days. back to it. I can't, dude. It's I'm in not May, a, man. I really struggle. <laughs> it's in with, May. With leaving my wife with our two year old. Like, I just feel so bad for about two it. days. Yeah, for two days. <laughs> I would not even have fun. All right. No, I'm not, I'm not pushing it. And I want to go with them but i don't think they it's don't a good idea go, no, no, no i mean i'm sure my wife would want to go but i don't she'd want to go for like four hours she wouldn't want to stay that's the night. thing you'd yeah. like to go and have a a nice comfortable place to stay yeah no i get that I mean, you... those days are over for me at least until millie <laughs> until my kid gets older isn't there any value to like the struggle like of i'm gonna sleep on the on a in a tent tonight uh 100 no <laughs> You're over it. None whatsoever. Dude. In the, I'm not proving anything to anyone. In the event of the apocalyptic event, you're the guy in the oh, back. Oh, bring you're, the... You're, no, no, you're no. The, this you're is the, the guy the in the back of the bus going, is, is there going to be hot water at the, at the no, government, no, 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 at no, the no, government no. facility? Because that very, that very need for comfort is the very thing that would drive you to be prepared to not be the guy who's going, where's the hot water? Because I've thought about the fact that I need hot water. You know, not necessarily hot water, but you know what I mean. When you when you value the comforts, you hedge against not having them. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? But I think I think of of because I saw it happen at Funk Fest. <laughs> it's like a bank of thoughts. It's sort of like a it's a it's a compounding effect, or it's sort of like kind of hot <laughs> it's like, which in and of itself isn't the you end know, of the okay, world it's not that but bad. i'm also a little thirsty kind of thirsty hungry, and then it all adds Ooh, up to the just bathrooms a, are kind of icky big, uh, ball of discontent the music is too loud it's a pie chart essentially so all of a sudden the it, amount of time is the amount of fun i'm having more than 50 percent <laughs> of i'm a little bit hungry i'm a little bit tired and my feet are, <laughs> i really i sound I get, like and, an old man and, and but i love the i'm on the other extreme end of it where i could just zone out for five hours where it's sort of like and it's sort of like, what is it? Once I become... Well, but but that, I'm saying that as a negative thing towards it's like, what are you doing? You're just sitting there zoning out. But... No, but I wish I could do that. Because <laughs> I, I get a headache or something, a mild headache. And then I'm like, oh, this... I'm done. I just... I know, I know that I could go and get Tylenol and a cold drink and sit down for a minute and like it would go away. Or I could just sit here Suffer. and like, oh no, I'm partying. And just make it way worse. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. Maybe you're just a stouter human being than I am. I don't know. Because you don't get like I get a lot. You don't get a lot of headaches and stuff. No, I don't. I do a fair bit of suffering, <laughs> like in a day. You know, what I mean, I get a lot of headaches. I like my back hurts a lot. Like you, you're like still more youthful than me. Mm. Now I wonder how much of that is due to your own 
thoughts. I, I don't think a hell of a lot of it is due to my thoughts. I think a lot of it is due to my body and what I've done with it and to it. <laughs> you haven't treated your body that bad. I've treated my I body. I haven't treated it badly, but I've used it very hard. Yeah. The headaches thing has got to be annoying. Yeah, very annoying. Because you're just, I think it's, I think it's a, a dehydration thing. You know, because we live in Florida and it's very, very sunny and very hot all the time. And I'm always sweating. And wherever we are, generally, I'm drinking beer, which is also dehydrates you. And it just accumulates in a headache. My brain swells up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. That doesn't happen to you. Because I think you're so Italian <laughs> that it's just like the olive oil. I'm Italian too, but not as Italian as you are. But it's like you have olive oil in your skin almost. It's like you're, you're like, ah, this this isn't coming off. Well. <laughs> you greasy wop. Oh yeah, Italians have olive oil. Jeez, in their you skin. greasy wop. You just eat <laughs> pasta and red sauce, and you're fine. No, no, no. I am most definitely feeling the effects of age in various ways, um, and I, I don't. I most definitely now, especially when it comes to alcohol hmm. i'm getting to a point where i can drink a lot of alcohol <laughs> and and be and be okay you know what i mean and the but next, I don't, and I the don't next get, day i just get uncomfortable i get a headache and stuff but the next day yeah that's the thing is i feel like i feel it in my whole body of a down a down like oh that kind of thing but i don't get the specific head pain i've been thinking of uh switching from beer to uh, good vodka and soda for a number of reasons. Calories. And... Calories being f- foremost among them. Also, um, I feel like good vodka is such a pure way to and healthy way if you're going to put alcohol in you to do it. I think it's... Beer is like, like a Bud Light is like a Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. And somewhat, there's a there's a place for beer of being like a satisfying drink. Especially. And I, lo- I love, a, especially I know, a good, like a, a Fat Point Big Boca or something. I love a but, good craft eight, beer. eight or nine of them? Right. I don't, that always, I'm always going to suffer. You're terrible the next day. Yeah, I'm with you. Beer gives me a pretty sick hangover too. Yeah. A wine, I can drink yeah. wine for breakfast. And be fine, you know? I love wine. I just feel like... I, I always get into like um, ancient ways of living because it, humanity is so old and, and, and yet like, so advanced uh, now. Fritos are not very old. <laughs> like man has been eating like drinking wine, eating meat and bread and cheese and grapes. Like and now we got it's big. Now we got a really long. Now we time. got Big Macs and Bud Light. Right, and that shit will kill you quick. Yeah, you gotta you know you gotta eat whole hearty real food but i can notice as i get older and you you can verify this around if i start living in the wrong way per se i mm. start eating bad if i don't get enough sleep if i start drinking too much it has a way of spiraling all of a sudden you find yourself you wake up and you go whoa like i it catches up with when you. you're younger you break through that and you're just like oh no i'll be fine this you know, whole- for me it's sort of like I, I feel like did you ever have a time in your life or do you now where you, when you wake up in the morning, you're like, ah, I'm refreshed. That was a great night's sleep. I'm ready for the day. Like, it's, I don't wake up like that. 
It's fewer and far between. Yeah. But was there ever even a time? Like, I feel like when you're a kid, like, I mean, your you alarm mornings, is always yeah. going off because you have to go to school. But generally, you're rested and not in pain when you wake up. But as like a, as podcast, a, as a podcast kid, this podcast is becoming just a place for me to complain about my aging. See, aging I knew, this is why it's called the Aging Millennials. This is why you it's complain. called the Aging Millennials you podcast. Aging because all you guys think we millennials you, are just these whippersnappers. You decrepit. We don't know anything. We're snowflakes. You decrepit old Guess what? man. Not that far off uh, from the boomers. Getting you a wheelchair and a cane for your for your birthday. And a little one of those little honking horns on there. <laughs> remember, remember the. This is like an example of of how our society has changed that you would not see now, but was hilarious like 15 years ago. Do you remember Spencer's Gifts? Yeah, I love Spencer's They still exist. They still exist, but they used to sell a cane, like an old man cane, like haha, ha, happy you know, 50th birthday cane with a little mirror on the bottom of it. <laughs> Did you ever see that? No. It's got like a little honk like bike horn on it and a little mirror it's a it's a tongue-in-cheek it's a funny goofy thing but like now could you imagine that a place selling a cane with a little mirror on the bottom of it dude that would not fly at all nor possibly should it but it was a joke but that's a joke that you really couldn't make now (laughs) and then we dive into okay why can't we make it? It's a dirty old man joke, you know? Like Because a lot of women have had men do that to do them, that to yeah. them and, and take pictures and put it on the internet. Which and if that happened to you or your loved one, and we shouldn't, forget it. And we shouldn't laugh at this like vilifying right. Cl- thing. Right. Yeah. It's it's the me too thing all over again. It's not funny. So once again, it's a primitive nature that's being forced to evolve now. It's being saying, No, that's not funny and it's not cool. Shut up. Right. But so, it is like, but it is funny. It's funny. I think it's funny. Not to use it. It's obviously not okay to use it. But to give... Here, look, you're a dirty old man. Here's your cane <laughs> it's for fun- looking up It's funny as a, as a caricature of human behavior. You know what I mean? It's a basic... It's, a, it's really basic humor. And it's also an insult. Yeah. It's meant as an insult. You're very pro- animalistic, you know. You can't help. You're a dirty old. You're dirty, dirty old yeah. Man. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that's going to wrap it up yep. for our first episode. I hope we haven't said anything that is going to come back to haunt us. No, we won't really care. Forget about it. Uh, I care. Because <laughs> I would like... To possibly be a like a state employable man or something. Like oh no 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 that's that's over, John. Just I don't let, think just so. Let it go. No no, no so. I'm just kidding. I was a joke. Yeah. Uh, so vote, please, vote for John. Vote if for John. I have offended you in any way, let me know because I I need to learn uh, how to how to speak and and I'm not perfect. <laughs> so please help me. Uh, Teach me how to speak throughout, <laughs> throughout this process. Please tell me if I'm. Pissing you off or offending you. I'm not trying to. how to cry. <laughs> you clearly just don't care. No. You've just cashed it in. Well, this is one of the better dynamics of her show is that you're a married man with a, with a kid and very, uh, you know, straightforward, whereas I have been living the semi-bachelor life for a pretty long time. Well, first of all, it's not my show. It's our show. Yeah. You know, we I mean, are the aging millennials. That's what I meant. That's I, what I meant. I purchased the pop filters, <laughs> but... The co-host. Either way, you're taking 
as full responsibility for the harm that this show causes <laughs> as I am. 10 4. Hey, but right. what I'm saying is that I give way less of a damn about it than you do. I give do. such a tremendous damn. Yeah. I've got a lot less to lose, is all I'm saying. I just, I want to be able to speak and discuss these things. So if I've offended anyone, I do not care. Don't let me know. Um, I will um, try my best not to offend people, but uh, whatever. All right. So anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, We will be back with another episode and uh, keep it real. Keep it real.